This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am joined with Mac Jones, who apparently is also an independent scientist, according to his screen. Uh, for anyone listening, you cannot see it, but what comes up on his screen is independent scientist. Do you consider yourself an independent scientist, Mac, or are you easily influenced by whatever you read on Facebook? I am a scientist, and I am very independent. Yeah, that's good. That's good because there's a there's a lot of crap that's out there. Indeed. Which uh, Mac is a dentist, and uh, what is probably every two years, don't you see it where that the study recycle you know recirculates that sixty percent of was it people with root canals apparently die of cancer. Thus, they conclude that root canals cause cancer and death. Wait, is is that not true? It, it, apparently it's not, or apparently I, it is. So. I read it on Facebook. I, I, I assume that must was true. be true. Yeah. Right. We, we didn't cover that in dental school, but I just assumed that was true. Hey, if you see it on social media, it's got to be, got to be true. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Mac, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you are in North Carolina. I correct? am. Um, so I'm on like the eastern half of North Carolina. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a fellow dentite. And uh, usually when the two of us are together, we're talking teeth, but I think we're uh, covering a little something else tonight. Yes, I, I thought you might like a break from just the usual teeth, uh, you know, tooth chit chat. <laughs> be a very um, nice break. Well, actually, and I'm just curious, too, um, just because you started following me on Strava and I started using that a little bit more lately and you seem to haul ass. So I guess I just want to know... Uh, <laughs> How do you haul ass? I mean, for me, I'm I'm happy if I'm doing longer runs in the 10 minute mile range. You know, if I get down in the nines, that's cool. But I mean, the other day, it looks like uh, September 29th, he went over four miles or over five miles at about an 810 pace. Uh, how long have you been running? And is cocaine working for you? <laughs> um, cocaine never hurts. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I started, I'm, I'm 41 now about to turn 42 and I started probably in my late twenties. Okay. Um, I had zero interest in running at all before that. And I uh, was always kind of the pudgy kid in school and, and, and played sports that didn't involve running, um, just to avoid it really. And, um, honestly just kept seeing people with these 5k t-shirts on. And, and at the time that seemed just like, a momentous distance and, and how could somebody run that far without stopping? And, um, just all of a sudden one day just told myself I was going to, to train to run a 5k and not stop running. And, uh, uh -huh. which to most of your listeners probably is, I mean, that's a warm up at best. And, um, went out, ran my first 5k and actually did pretty well. And just, um, just snowballed from there, man. And uh, I've been running pretty steadily ever since. Awesome. Awesome. I noticed you also check in with a group, I think. Are you part of something called F3? Yes, I am. Um, and that's different than F1? Yes, it's, yeah. it's different. Uh, it has all three Fs involved. 
Um, not yeah. just the <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you asked about the secret to running faster and, and I run with faster people and just try to keep up with uh-huh. those guys. And, um, I mean, that's the, the beauty of the sport of running is that, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, what's fast for, for somebody is, is not that fast for somebody else. And, um, you know, my eight minute run, which might be fast to you. I mean, there's guys that could run circles around me in our group, you know, right. at that pace. So it's, um, there's always room for improvement. Sure. Sure. Well, I just, uh, it interviewed a trainer, uh, last week. And essentially what you said is if you want to be a faster swimmer, you have to swim faster, faster runner, run faster. So yeah. that's something I yeah. myself just need to try to incorporate more. Usually I'm, I've been more distance focused, but then I, I need to try to get to that distance, but quicker. And quite frankly, it, it takes me a lot longer to do, you know, five miles than probably the average person. So it just eats up more time. I think you're able to even go running before work. It looks like. Yeah. So, um, you know, you mentioned our group F3 and, and that's a little group. Um, it's a men's workout group and we start off at five 30 every morning. Um, we have boot camp workouts, we have running workouts. Um, there's guys that ruck with like a weighted backpack. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but we always start at five 30, um, and we get through at six 15. So, um, you know, I, I was always a, a hardcore runner really up until I had kids. And that's when I kind of hit the skids a little bit, particularly my second child, um, just trying to carve out that time. And, um, you know, I, I was hit or miss with it for a few years. Um, not as steady as I wanted to be, but, um, you know, with F3, we carve that time out in the mornings, we get it done before anything else happens in the day and, um, get done with work and it's, it's family time. Um, so you're not trying to right. get that run in at that point. So, Sure, sure. Did, did you ever try to just put your kids on a Bjorn and go that way, go into, for some of your races, or <laughs> no, does that work? No, my wife um, tried to push me in that direction, um, and I always cited safety concerns. You know, what if the stroller gets away from me? Um, you know, or I'm not putting them in the uh, what's the uh, the hangover Bjorn, like you mentioned. Oh, right, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> Anytime people are opening doors on the baby head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she always tried to get me out there with the stroller, but I just, you know, I just, I don't know that that was my time to kind of decompress and, and, uh, just be alone for a few minutes. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you ever, I mean, I have a tough time. It, it takes me a while to stop sweating. So sometimes I, I have a tough time trying to do that before work. Um, do you ever just, run to work or do you ever, I mean, do you find yourself sweating profusely and is it, is it an issue or? Well, I've got, um, gosh, about a 35 mile commute to work. So <laughs> I've, I've never that, tried that might to take run a little that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually we, we moved about a year and a half ago and, and I used to live maybe a mile and a half from my office. In fact, my office was on my running route. Um, and I tried a couple of times the run to work thing, but it was just a disaster. I mean, in, in North Carolina in the summertime, the humidity is just God awful. And, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, nobody wants a sweaty dude working on them. <laughs> no, no, that I not, don't know about you. It's always the eternal struggle with my staff. I, I, I tend to sweat more, especially if I'm doing extractions and I need the air conditioner cranked up. My, my thought is they can always put a jacket on. Uh, you know, but I can only take so much off oh. and, uh, I definitely don't want to sweat into somebody's mouth. I don't think they'd appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely so. not. <laughs> um, 
And again, whereabouts are you in North Carolina? You said on the eastern shore. Or are you kind of in the Dawson's Creek area? So, um, do you see Dawson and Joey so ever? Sort of. So the 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 literal okay. Dawson's Creek is actually not too far from me. Um, maybe forty five minutes to an hour, but that is not actually where the show was set and filmed. That was filmed down in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, ah. And I was never really into that show, but um, actually did see some of those people around and. Uh, went to a wedding one time and, and one of the guys, uh, I guess the guy getting married was friends with, um, was it Pacey? Was that a character? Uh, Pacey was the character, which spoiler alert, uh, she chose, uh, Joey chose Pacey instead of Dawson okay. at the yes. end. I think it was big shocker. That actor, I think was at the, he was in the wedding. Um, uh, that's so. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Or, or so I heard, not that I would know yeah. all the names yeah. of all I, the I actors on that show. Yeah. A beautiful man <laughs> such as <laughs> absolutely yeah. same with james vanderbeek <laughs> actually even michelle williams has gone on to do some some great actress work herself so yes yeah, so she actually but, yeah she actually spent the night in our town um several years back she was traveling uh i think from wilmington to the outer banks and and stopped there's a little bed and breakfast downtown and um Oh, yeah, it was like wow. a big deal, but the owner couldn't tell anybody beforehand. And but after she checked out, it was like all over the local news. It's the only thing that exciting that had happened there in years. <laughs> wow, <Yeah. laughs> which I guess says a little bit about the town, then, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of the area, there you also recently did the the Blue Ridge Relay, correct? Yes. Uh, tell me about that race. How long a race is it, and how big was your team? So that um. In a normal year, um, is about a 209-mile race. Um, it starts um, in the mountains of Virginia, and we run south down to Asheville, North Carolina, um, which is a pretty good little hike from where we live. And where we live, also, is very important to admission, is dead flat. No elevation here sure, whatsoever. Sure. Um, mountains, of course, are a little different animal. Um, so yeah. we... Uh, you know, my F3 group, we kind of train all summer for this thing, just getting the miles in and, and we go run the parking decks around here, just trying to get some elevation in. Um, but we basically go out to sure. the mountains and it just kicks our ass. Um, but yep. it's like I said, a little over 200 miles. Um, we had a nine man team this year. Um, so we basically split that up and I'm sure some of your listeners have run, you know, similar relays before where you, you basically run in order. Um, and, Due to COVID this year, um, they basically cut some of the mileage out. And honestly, all summer, we we were expecting this to get canceled like everything else. So um, mm -hmm. in normal summers, we're training pretty hard. This year, we're kind of training with that thought in the back of our head of, you know, this is going to get pulled out from under us here at the last minute like everything else. Um, but the guy, the right. race director, um, Ken, um, was amazing. Um, he pulled this thing off. I mean, he jumped through so many hoops. Um, but the one thing he couldn't make happen was that, um, the national park service would not grant us a permit to use the blue Ridge parkway for any portion of the course. Um, so, oh, yeah. Sucks. So, I mean, that's some of the most scenic running territory that we have on that, that course. Um, but they ended up cutting out some mileage. So I think this year it was like 193 miles. Um, I had the very last leg for my team. Um, and that was shortened down from about eight and a half miles down to like 3.3. So I, I was not just, Oh, so you're the, yeah, I was leg. not disappointed <laughs> to shave off five miles from the yeah. race. Um, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, it was a great time. Um, so 
Did you guys finish with the time you wanted? So, I mean, we have no expectations going into it. I mean, there are teams, and we had a, a local team here that um, one of the guys that owns the local Fleet Feet basically assembled like an all-star team uh, from our area, and, and their goal was to win the race in the six-man division. Um, and they were damn close. Um, they came right up. They finished in second place, um, but were really close. Um, our goal this year was top 50, which we did make. Um, but there was only 54 teams in the field this year. Um, hey, that's yeah, still I mean, normally I think it's like two, two fifty. Um, so we are, uh, you know, one of the slower teams. Um, we've got some faster guys and we've got some slower guys, but I mean, for us, it's, it's about having a good time. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned our group F3 and, um, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that and, and go in depth. And, and there are podcasts that talk about this. Um, so I'll try not to get get too deep into it. But, um, you know, it is an exercise group, but it's something a little bit more than that. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, we meet it. Oh, kind of like. We meet it. Is it like the Skulls movie? Control. Like Secret Handshakes? Skulls. Uh, Skulls, though, uh, the one that actually had Joshua well, Jackson. Do you guys meet secret so chambers the, the better analogy is it's it's exactly like fight club um oh okay. the exception is are you allowed to talk the about exception it then? Is, that's all we talk about um oh okay, we don't gotcha. hit anybody usually so oh yeah. i say have you ever beat no. someone's face in um, have you hit jared leto <laughs> i would like to <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah after i had to see part of 30 seconds to mars in a concert once and i, I kind of wanted yeah, to then yeah um so. But it's a group and it's, you know, the thing that gets people out there is, is the fitness. Um, and, you know, I mentioned it's called F3. There are literally three Fs. The first F is fitness. Second F is fellowship. And the third F is faith. Um, and a lot of people are listening to this and they hear that faith word. And just like me, when I first learned about the group, you know, I was like, eh, you know, I'm not out there pumping iron for Jesus or anything. And uh, right. <laughs> it, it's, it's not like that at all. And, um, you know, we're in the South. I mean, it's the Bible belt. I mean, 99% of the guys in our group are, are Christians. Um, but, but we sure. welcome all faiths. Um, and the faith means something different to everybody. And, and there are guys where it's, it's all about Jesus and, and that's what they want to do. And there's, there's guys like me that, mm -hmm. um, have found that faith more in, um, this brotherhood of, of having people there to kind of have your back. Um, yeah, sure, so, I mean, sure. like, like I mentioned, it's, you know, we start at 530 and we get through at 615, but we end every workout with what we call a circle of trust. Um, we basically circle up uh -huh. and, um, you know, anything you have on your mind that you want to talk about, that's the time to do it. Um, something's going on and you have a prayer request, that's the time. Um, but I mean, what this thing has kind of become bigger since it was started um, and we're coming up on our 10th anniversary this year. Um, but it's what the guys that started it kind of found was that, that men in America were kind of missing some things and, and things that we had years ago and, um, the male fellowship and developing leadership, um, is kind of what this has become about and, um, and how in our society today, you know, men sort of aren't allowed to be vulnerable and, um, you know, you go to work, you know, if you're leading a team, you know, you're not allowed to show weakness or whatever in front of your family, you're supposed to be tough. And, mm -hmm. and what the circle of trust has kind of evolved into is, um, your chance to be vulnerable. And I mean, there's guys that have come out there and, um, just absolutely wept at the end of a workout. And, and I've been there before, um, 
you know, I had a, a family sure. situation come up with my parents. Um, that was just, you know, I found out about it. I was frankly embarrassed to even tell my wife and, um, went out to our workout the next morning, just worked out, just got that energy out of my system, broke down in tears, told these guys, I didn't even know half the guys at the time. And now they're my best friends. And then was able to come home and talk to my wife about it completely openly. Um, so it's just, like I said, it's, it's bigger than a workout. It's a great thing. Um, if anybody out there is listening, um, you know, go to their website as f3nation.com. Um, we actually have expanded all the way to the West coast. It started in Charlotte, North Carolina, I should mention. Um, but they actually have a group around Seattle now. Um, and I think okay. San Francisco has a group now as well. Um, so it's, okay. you know, it's, if you're familiar with the Movember project, um, that I think started in Boston, yes. it's mm -hmm. the same concept, but it is, it is just for men. Um, not that we're sexist or anything, but it's just basically evolved to, to build that male leadership. And, um, it's just a great thing. And it, it, like I said, if you're out there, go to the website, there's a great video that talks more about it. There is an entire podcast devoted to it. Um, listen to that, see if it's something you're interested in and, and try to find a group close to you. Um, but you know, this, this kind of segues into our Blue Ridge thing because we do these things that we call CSOPs, um, C S A U P, um, complete, completely stupid okay. and utterly pointless. Um, for these events and, um, <laughs> the Blue Ridge relays, that's our big CSOP for the year. And, um, what we have found is these mm -hmm. stupid and pointless events actually have great points. And, you know, you asked about how well we did, how we placed and, and to us, it's not about that. It's, it's going out there and, um, finding your weak spots. Um, you know, we have guys that got out there on their first or second leg and just had terrible cramps. Um, but not only do you have to fight through that leg, but you've got two more legs after that, that you have to run, you know, later in the day. And right, um, right. so you find out that your, your brothers and your teammates are there to support you. So we're going back, giving this guy salt tabs. Um, you know, we come across other guys on other teams struggling and we're helping them out and just, it's just developing that brotherhood and that, like I said, that faith and, you know, somebody out there has your back in the world. Um, so like I said, it starts off utterly pointless. And to people we talk to about this stuff, you know, they're like, God, that sounds stupid. That's idiotic. Um, but it just builds that leadership and that, <laughs> that you know, teamwork um, and just a great event. And you actually have some fun in the midst of it as well, which is crazy. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, even my own brother is always, whenever I tell him about an event, he keeps reminding me or asking me like, you're aware nobody's forcing you to do this, right? Like, yeah. why are you doing this? No part of this sounds fun to, to people. And, and even when I go myself, usually I embrace the suck. I struggle and then I'm ready to do it yeah. all over again. Uh, it teaches a lot, you know, for myself. And I think you, like you mentioned too, and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes for, for F3, but just, you know, certain brand of camaraderie that, either maybe you're not getting other places or uh, I think even for me kind of moving away from organized religion still wanted to have something to be able to, to, yeah. to latch I mean, onto, um, was whatever kind of, so that's what well. it's all about. So, and, um, you know, it's, it's about living yeah. life with purpose and, um, without boring sure. too much. I mean, the guys that, that started this have written a book and, um, you know, they talk about what they discover was this sad, sad clown syndrome is what they call it. And they, they get that from, um, the Sopranos, there's a, a 
Sopranos episode where Tony's talking to his, his therapist and mentions how he, he plays the sad clown. And there's so many men, you know, going mm-hmm. through life, checking the boxes, um, you know, just being there for everybody else and, um, and just not really having that purpose in their life. And, um, you know, good analogy is, um, you know, we take a guy who gets in a, a stream and just gets washed down the stream where he's just bumping into boulders, but he's just keeping his head above water, trying to survive. And we try to take that man and, and put him in a boat where he's directing himself down the river of life, you know, not hitting those sure. boulders, but, you know, going around those and, um, you know, like I said, just living that life of purpose. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I tell you, man, you, you mentioned the, the camaraderie and, and fellowship that a lot of guys don't have. And I mean, you and I are token in that department being dentist. And, um, I mean, I've got, right. <laughs> you know, wife and two daughters at home and I work with all women. Um, so, you know, if it were not for F3, right. I would never hang out with guys really at all. And, um, that's something that right, know, men right. need that in their lives. You know, you've got to kind of sort of get that out of your system. So. Sure. Sure. No, it's understandable. Yeah. I'll definitely check this out. Cause I, Quite frankly, I'm still looking yeah, for yeah. purpose and direction. Uh, maybe I always will be, but you know, I could always use some more for sure. Uh, no way I could get your team to come to Utah this week, maybe with Groucho Mark's mask and uh, you know, and a face shield or something, because I I've got myself into the Moab 240. I I didn't think I was getting up this wait list, and I thought it was going to get canceled. And I, I, to me, I'm going to be lucky if I can do the Moab two, you know, just the yeah. Moab 50. <laughs> I don't know how the hell I'm going to accomplish this. So I'm like, maybe I get some stunt doubles. Uh, I'll get you guys <laughs> to come in, and we can all finish the team or something. But I mean, I that's, <laughs> right, you know, right. We were talking exactly. earlier about running, and, and running is so many different things to different people. And and I mean, case in point, I mean, we went to the Blue Ridge Relay, and I mean, I think a lot of us average around 20 miles over four legs, and and that's a lot for us. But then you take yourself, who's you know, in mm. your Ironman, you're doing it with 42 miles or no, 26. That's a full marathon, right? Uh, is a full after you'd bike the 112 and the 2.4 yeah. swim ahead of time. So, and I, I don't mind running, it's just the running right. after doing, yeah. you know, doing those two events, which it's just to me it, takes it to a whole other level. Which, I if mean, you ever were looking to do it, you know, guys that do the ultras and everything, right. I mean, it's just <laughs> there's just a different challenge for, for whatever you want to seek out in running, which is awesome, I think. Yeah, this is true. I even, I mean, you mentioned elevation. I had lived in Colorado and so it was great whenever I'd visit family in Seattle, uh, just cause I more oxygen carrying capacity. I could go farther now being back here and then going back to Colorado is a challenge. And so it'll be elevation on trails with a heavy pack. Uh, in fact, I've noticed lately I've been trying to train with a pack on. And then when I, every now and then, if I take it off, uh, just the having no weight going, I feel like I'm going to much faster too. And so it's just, it's a different dynamic yeah. than just running on pavement with shoes and nothing else. Um, so there's so many different types of running you can do, but I find it all pretty, pretty fun and fascinating, but it's been cool to be able mm-hmm. to get on nature mm-hmm. and get out on trails. Usually I'm dodging traffic and cars. So, um, which I, I hate treadmills to the point that even when I lived in Manhattan, New York, I was still oh, running yeah. on streets yeah. and yeah. charging cars. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. E- even wintertime, wintertime in the Midwest, it's negative 10. I'm still, yeah. still out there running. Well, I tell so. you, I, I did listen to your last episode. And I think you're always talking about wildlife out on these trail runs. And um, one of our teammates, 
did have a, a local and that that's another thing I didn't mention. One of the, the cool things about this little race is you run through all these little mountain towns and there's some interesting locals, <laughs> but, uh, he had this guy. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I've yeah. been in that region before. I mean, it's, <laughs> if you've seen, uh, oh, what's the Burt Reynolds movie? Um, Deliverance, well, yeah. there's deliverance. It's, yeah, it, that's the class. They, they didn't yeah, really that, stretch okay. things out <laughs> to make deliverance. Like, that's actually no, no. yeah, Any fairly dual representation going? of a lot of the. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he had a local stop out on the truck and just say, I, you know, I didn't want to scare you too bad, but about a hundred yards up around that curve, there's about a three hundred pound black bear right there on the side of the road. And, uh, so, I mean, oh, wow. and I think your, your Damn. interviewee even mentioned that, I mean, black bears are not a big threat. Um, but it still makes you think, but I mean, for you guys out there running the Western States, I mean, with the cougars and everything, I mean, that's, uh, cougars, rattlesnakes. And there was a runner outside of Boulder that I know had to essentially yeah, kill yeah. a cougar with his legs and it didn't want to, but he's the only way he felt safe. So I'm definitely not going to have, you know, yeah. hoping I'm not going to have to strangle a cougar to death or yes. grab a rattlesnake or something. So we'll see. Uh, and also the uh, the uh, uh, is the prairie dogs, they actually carry the plague on them as well. But at least oh. I know to put that in the differential because that when I was living in Pueblo, there were some people every now and then someone will pass away from it. And maybe people don't think to put in the differential that. Yeah. And even yeah. bubonic plague. Well, well played 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just something else we need this year yeah. to, to, to have a flare up of, right? <laughs> Jeez. Um, I was going to ask too, when you're on your, your, uh, your runs, just cause I'm also trying to get better about this too, but what, what type of nutrition do you have on the course? And do you have any kind of strategy with that? Are you using maybe uh, gels, you power bars? Uh, or any time, yes, I, I mean, I, you're, you're out running really the longest run I ever get in around here nowadays is, um, you know, like eight to 10 miles. So I, I'll take water with me. Um, every once in a while I'll take a gel, just like mm -hmm. it's an emergency gel. If I start to feel bad, I'll stop and take that. Um, so I, I, I'm not really thinking about that a whole lot. Um, you know, but on the blue Ridge, I mean, the longest leg I had was nine miles. Um, I think I took a gel with me, but ended up not taking it. Um, but the nutrition plays such a big part in, you know, after the run and, you know, particularly for the guys who do like a six man team, I mean, they're turning right back around and running pretty rapidly. So it's like, as soon as you get through with that run, you don't right. want to eat, but it's like, you've got to get something in your system so you can be processing it and, um, you know, be ready to run in a few hours. Um, but peanut butter and honey sandwiches are kind of my go-to, um, that always digests pretty easily for me. Um, yep. I do a recovery drink. Um, for that race called Indorox, um, which I mean, I'm sure you've read up on the chocolate milk okay. being that perfect ratio. And this is just a, basically a mix that has that, that right ratio as well. Um, which to me, I just, I always crave something fruitier gotcha. rather than something like chocolatey after a race. Um, so I'll take that. Um, and that's basically it. I mean, like I said, it's just getting that peanut butter and jelly sandwich in, um, peanut butter, and honey rather, um, right after that leg and just letting that digest and then just, you know, keeping the water pumping, staying hydrated. So I'll, I'll throw a banana in there every once yep, in a while. Yep. So, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I know those are all good things and, you know, just getting used to having to eat constantly, uh, especially on longer runs, just like I said, peanut butter, honey's good for me. Peanut butter, Nutella. Um, 
actually having the chocolate milk after a run it it's definitely something mm-hmm. i find myself mm-hmm. craving in time to time again so that that definitely can help out uh and then you, i don't really drink coca-cola i'll drink well diet coke but like regular coca-cola i've noticed on yeah, marathons we've got stuff. a um, have that out a guy that, that runs with us that does a lot well, of ultras so. and uh he swears by that and um i don't know i just i lost the taste for coca-cola a long time ago and just not a big soft drink guy and uh, the, the thought right. of drinking that you know during or right after a run is just like nauseating <laughs> but well, if you ever find yourself doing a, a marathon, yeah. just mile yeah. twenty, just if they've got it out, tell just you, try man, I've, it. I've, yeah, twice I've I've trained for a marathon, <laughs> and um, gotten derailed when I've gotten up to those like eighteen to twenty mile um, training runs. I actually had a stress fracture in my foot this year, and we had a big group that was going to do it, and of course the oh, marathon geez. ended up getting getting canceled anyway. So, um, it may have been a blessing in disguise, but I don't know. It's one of those things i still feel like i need to yeah, check that box maybe. at some point but um but i mean and to me yeah, that is such absolutely. a feat but for you guys that go out and run them you know like i said after biking and after swimming like it's nothing and um doing these 40 mile runs it's just i don't know i'm envious hey i'm sure you can I'm sure you can do it man i'm sure you could probably do it right now i believe in you uh no i just say hey, yeah, i'm sure you can I mean, do that now we do I have a guy that he's told us he's yeah, like you've you, got know, to you get... guys are in the mindset of of training for and being ready he's like just go run 26 miles like you can do it it might be ugly yeah it's not gonna be as fast as you want but just do it you know but yeah absolutely yeah i mean there's probably even some wintertime marathons coming up my first one was was right after thanksgiving year. so give you that uh okay that was 2019 actually no no 2018 when i when i did that but still it uh actually if you find yourself in the seattle area it's flat and at sea level it's a great one to start out with and it's not hot because it's seattle in november so (laughs) ghost marathon but yeah try it out yep i think you'd like it (laughs) um switching gears just real quick a question i wanted to ask you you mentioned you're a college football fan uh what has been your perception i guess i should say you're a tar heels fan correct north carolina tar heels acc what is the perception before the season been of the pac-12 and what about now does anybody out there even really care about the pac-12 and even if it fall like does anybody even notice that they're not playing right now um it's not not really on our radar um (laughs) you know my personal perception when i guess was the was it the big 10 or pac-12 that backed out first it was the Big Ten, and yeah. the Pac-12 just does whatever the Big Ten's going to do. But the Big Ten, I've always felt like it, they're going to be fine. And I feel like they were, they were in danger of being left in the dust. Yeah. And they're already a struggling conference. And yeah. our commissioner just is very reactionary. And I'm just worried the whole conference is going to crumble. Yeah. Well, I don't on think a personal level, care, so. they, I mean, I, I live for college football, which, like, as a Carolina fan, is, is um, you know, unfortunate. But we do – have you know potentially one of our best seasons coming up this year which this whole COVID thing is just that's par for the course for the the shit that has historically happened to our football program um but right, you know, i was right. just all summer and all spring just thinking gosh if we can just get back and have college football you know this whole mess will, will be the light at the end of the tunnel and when those two conferences backed out my personal thought was just like you sons of bitches <laughs> you're gonna ruin this for the rest of us 
Um, yeah. but thankfully we're close enough to the SEC territory, um, who was going to play no matter what. So that kind of kept us in it a little bit, I think. Um, right. but we had a, a great matchup that we're supposed to play Auburn down in Atlanta this year. Um, and that ended up getting canceled and the rules they had about who we could play and stuff. Um, so that ended up getting thrown out the window, but I'm just happy to have them play and, and have something to watch on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. So many awesome yeah. matchups got, got canned this year. It sucked. It sucked, but I don't know. And I'm, I'm I think Ohio, the big Ten's going to have enough mm-hmm. to qualify for mm-hmm. the playoff. Should someone go undefeated, but yeah, let me tell you, even if there's a, a 10 and one North Carolina team, they should still get in the playoff over saying a seven and O Pac 12 yeah. team. So I, yeah, it's the Pac 12's fault for not being able yeah. to try to get, or at least getting enough games in there. So Cool. Well, uh, good luck. Best of luck to your Tar Heels and to yourself. Uh, and Mac, if anybody was wanting to follow you either on Instagram or maybe even looking for a new dentist, where would uh, a person so Instagram, be able um, to find you? I'm Mac Jones, I-I-I-M-A-C-J-O-N-E-S-I-I-I, the third. Um, find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Just look me up. Um, my dental website is jonesdentalarts.com. Um, so if you find yourself in, in Eastern North Carolina and happen to be listening to this and need a dentist, I like a that. dentist who runs, then come look me up. So kick ass. Well, Mac, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have a chance to, to chit chat about some things other than, than saliva and best, uh, polishing Absolutely, cups. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it. And thanks for having me on sometime. See you, bud. You got it. Rock on, man.